Uh, do you remember last week when we were talking about Kurt Angle and Steve Ozer said, I almost said Steve Hoker. Dear Steve <laughs> Dear- Hoker. <laughs> Hoker. Hoker. Thank you for my custom figure. You look beautiful. <laughs> the head scan is marvelous. Um, he literally just took a Skeletor head and just popped that off and put it on the ultimate way. Ah, shut up. That <laughs> he did a true FX face scan of me. <laughs> he uh, just happens to look like Skeletor. Get out of here. Go to BK. Right. <laughs> go get your chicken sandwich, dude. Getting a whopper. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. Is that a sugar product? Jeff, the cream will rise to the top for oh, yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. Ain't sold separately from LJN. Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 367 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast. Longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. <sighs> my name is Jeff, and sitting alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, the scientific podcaster himself, the man that has tried to mimic Lanny Poffo moves on so many levels. <laughs> oh, dude. What? What did I say? Dude. R.I.P. Lanny Poffo. Ugh, so sad, man. Uh, my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. I, I was only saying that because he is known for so many different um, things outside of the ring. Uh, yes, that's that's putting it one way. Known for more than his poetry. It was poetry in motion, right? Yeah, another legend lost, man. It's sad. Yeah, usually we play who did it better. There's not a big selection to pick from, right? No LJNs, no Hasbro. He was kind of right in between those two toy lines, although he could have made it into the Hasbro line. But really, we have his Jack's Classic Superstar, and that's it. The genius. That's it. Yeah, so it's it's one of those you're hoping Mattel has a genius figure in the hopper at some point. Or even a Leap and Lanny with a Frisbee, I think, would be badass too. And you know what's funny is you go back and you watch a lot of Lanny Poffo matches that were not on Superstars and from like old school MSG or Boston Gardens house shows. Right, right. Lanny's jerking the curtain, but... He was doing a lot of moves that you see nowadays. Like he was doing springboards and he was doing uh, second rope moonsaults. And uh, he he was doing a lot of creative stuff. Yeah, he was. He was always very entertaining in the ring. You could always count on him to have a good, solid match with somebody. And he was going to make him look good. He was, you know, your perennial jobber. But it was always an entertaining match. And I'll never forget Lanny for taking that headbutt from Andre in that battle royal and making Andre look like just a monster. Like, it would have been one thing if he just headbutted Lanny and threw him out. Oh, you know, Andre's big bad mofo in the ring, tossing everybody. But it was the fact that he drew blood. Like, it was that extra thing that, I don't know if Lanny did that, if it was an accident, if he and Andre planned that out. But Lanny doing that gave Andre that extra element of danger. Like, when you got into the ring with Andre your life was in danger. And I thought that that was really, really cool the way that they pulled that off in that battle Royal. Yeah. And then he went on to be the genius and reading poetry for Mr. Perfect. And yeah, as a uh, count out win over Hogan. 
That's true. That's true. Not many guys can say they even have a count out or a DQ, much less a clean pinfall win over Hogan. But Lanny's one of those guys. Yeah. So RIP Lanny Poffo. We were supposed to meet him in, where was it? In uh, Newark. Newark, California. We were supposed to meet him. And he was actually on his way out to Newark. And Randy Savage passed away that day. And he turned around. I think his he had a layover in like Dallas or something. Got the news and then he turned around and went home. So Yep. Yeah, it was literally on en route to Newark. And uh, Randy passed away the day before. Obviously, Lanny didn't make the show. And would have been great to have met him. Um, I know a lot of the fans there would have been, uh, you know, very consoling for him losing his brother, but for obviously obvious reasons, he wasn't going to show up to that. But yeah, we had the chance and just, it didn't work out, but man, I'm really like now I'm kind of picturing a genius figure, blue trunks, white boots, but like a poly pocket style robe and graduation hat. And then his scroll. Yeah. I think that'd be an awesome looking figure. That's definitely an elite. Have his wrestling gear underneath, have his robe over top, have a cloth robe. Don't have a poly pocket, have a cloth robe. Yeah, but you know what, though? It's one of those I'd have to see it both ways. I wonder which one would look better, because the classic superstars, obviously, that was a soft goods robe. Correct. But I'm kind of wondering, because the, the King Harley race is what I'm picturing. With the poly pocket style cape or robe, I'm kind of picturing that for Lanny. But maybe okay. you're right, maybe a soft goods would work better. Yeah, because Jack's Classic was a cloth soft goods robe, and it looked good. It did. I, I don't see why Mattel couldn't do it. Have a, what a, have like a Mr. Wonderful cloth style robe. Yeah. Similar to similar to the Mr. Wonderful cloth style robe. Have that in there. Yeah, but it was more of like the um the graduation thing you wear. Yes. Maybe cap- that would look better in cloth. Maybe you're right. Cape and gown, cape and gown. It, yes. Cap, it, cap and gown, cap, cap and, and gown. gown. Yes, I cape. knew what you meant. Yes, not like Superman cape and... <laughs> That would have made for an interesting graduation, I'll tell you. (laughs) That's all I'm wearing. Just a cape. All right, before we get our spiel, uh, basically none of our predictions came true for the Royal Rumble. Not even close, really. Not even remotely close, so uh, we suck. Hey, that's part of the fun in it, though. So I will let you go, and you can just say whatever you like about the Royal Rumble. Did you like it? Didn't you like it? I liked it. it. It's not my favorite Royal Rumble. You know, there's other ones that I think are better. I think the men's match was, by the end of it, you're like, we all knew this was going to happen. No surprises, really. Aside, as we kind of talked about before the show, really, Booker T and Edge would really be the surprises. But you know what, though? We shouldn't bank on that every year. It shouldn't make or break a Royal Rumble based on the surprises. Because that's just... Surprises normally don't win the Royal Rumble anyway, unless it's like a Cena or a Triple H. But they're fun. Right? And that's kind of what we look forward to. But this year didn't really have that. Didn't make or break it for me. But I think at the end of the day, it was just kind of predictable. Yeah. Lashley tossing Brock Lesnar. That was cool. That was definitely a surprise. Uh, Women's match. Great. I thought that that Royal Rumble was fun. I won't say great. I'll say the the Women's Royal Rumble was good. I like the final three. I love that Liv was in there getting some recognition. She's been working her ass off. Love Asuka. And look, it's the year of Rhea Ripley, dude. She's just a badass, and that's all there is to it. It is her year. I hope this is the year they finally decide, okay, let's have Charlotte lose. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's, find, let's, let's put the belt on Rhea and actually give her a good run with this thing. Uh, the kicker for me was the final match, Roman and uh, KO. I love KO. You love KO. We've, we've made that very clear on the show. So anything he's involved in, I'm going to love it anyway, right? 
But there was that whole extra element of Sami Zayn. And I think the payoff was good. Really good. That That's probably some of the most, um, most emotion I've ever had watching a match. Because you knew it was coming, but you weren't sure if it was coming right there. Like, was Sammy going to lay out KO to, like, further his cause with the bloodline? Or was he just going to lay out Roman? And we all saw what happened. Big fan of the way it all played out. And I'm still sticking with what you and I spoke about last week. That this is all leading to a tag title win for KO and Sammy. Pretty sure he's getting the t- uh, the title shot at Elimination Chamber. It's in Montreal. It's perfect timing. But he won't win the title. Even if Sammy wins the belt, what, he's going to have a rematch with Roman at WrestleMania for one of the titles? I just don't see that happening because you got to figure Sammy's probably going to lose at Mania. So is he going to be champion for a month? I just, I don't see it. I really don't as much as I'd love it. I've loved Sammy since he was El Generico, as a lot of the listeners have. I would love to see it for him. I just don't see it with Roman as the top guy. I think this is Cody's time, not Sammy's time. So Sammy and KO, I think are going to headline. Now, this is assuming Jay stays on the bloodline and continues to tag with Jimmy. I think KO and Sammy versus the Usos is going to headline night one of WrestleMania. I thought the rumble was fantastic. The whole storytelling of the bloodline has just been amazing. The fact that they recreated the shield breaking up, but instead of Seth swinging the chair, it was Sammy. Yeah. That is masterful storytelling right there. Yes. That was beautiful. But Sammy swinging it for good, whereas Seth was swinging it for evil. You're right. Good storytelling. And then he throws down the chair and he looks over at Jay and Jay's like, what are you doing? So this whole time, Jimmy has always been friends with Sammy. Yeah. He's been Sammy's main homie. Yeah. And Jay didn't like Sammy. Then Jay loves Sammy after the Survivor Series. And then Jimmy is the one that delivers the super kick, who's right. always been insane. It's, it's just great storytelling, and there's still more to come. Yes. And it's great storytelling because Jay is now, he just walked off. He didn't attack Sammy. Yes. It was Solo and Jimmy. It, it was great storytelling. Anyways, Men's Rumble I thought was good. I thought there were some, God, Gunther is a made man right now. Oh, I couldn't agree more, dude. Gunther is, I mean, in addition to his body transformation, the run they're giving him with the IC title and then his run in the Rumble holy crap are they strapping the rocket to this guy's back or what yeah seth and cody facing off are kind of glaring at each other that was good does that set up logan paul and seth rollins at wrestlemania you think yes it does okay i agree i and i think logan paul feel what you will about him that dude can go in the ring and i think him and seth are gonna have one hell of a match that you could put it on paper as one of the matches of the weekend for sure right now all right We will put it on paper right now. Yes. If it's not the match of the weekend, it's going to be damn close. But yeah, I agree with you, dude. Good rumble. Again, not my favorite. Good rumble. But yeah, there's still a lot of threads left to pull out of this bloodline storyline thing that's going on. And I'm excited to see where it ends up. Like Jay became a huge wild card in this that I didn't see coming out of it. And it makes it even more compelling. So you're right, dude. This is, it's good stuff. Good stuff, pal. If anybody would like to get any of our shirts, head on over to Pro Wrestling Tees or whatamaneuver.net. You can follow us on Twitter, YouTube, Snapchat, and the Book of Faces at Fully Posable, Instagram, Fully Posable, WFP. You can go back and listen to any of our past podcasts on Podbean, Stitcher, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. Please rate and review on iTunes. And 
You can send us any audio questions, questions, or anything else at all. Send it on over to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. All right, Scott, before we get into things that we picked up and things we haven't picked up, I have an omission from a couple episodes ago. Uh Uh-oh. Thank you to Chad Horror Movie Barbecue. He actually pointed out that ALF did have a movie. What? It was called Project ALF, The Alien, The Military, The Movie. Wait a second. Was this before or after the TV show? I would have to assume after. Holy crap. I, Dude, I didn't know this. Per The Hollywood Reporter, at least a chuckle a minute and sometimes a giggle a second. Let's see how much it had on Rotten Tomatoes. I wonder if I could watch this for free on YouTube. You might be able to. Holy crap. I had no idea ALF had a movie. I didn't either, dude. So now, when you do get your ALF, he does qualify for the movie shelf. So per Rotten Tomatoes, ALF has an audience score of 58%. Okay, that's not horrible. I mean, given it's ALF, you know. Movie info. Sympathetic scientist William O'Leary and Jensen Daggett aid a furry, smartmouth alien that a crazed colonel holds captive at a remote military base. And that's it? That's it. Okay, what year? Apparently, it was initial release was February 17th, 1996. What? 96? That's what it says on uh, the Google's machines. Like eight years after the show ended? Sound like, like what made them think ALF would be popular <laughs> in 1996? <laughs> wow. Okay, oh, I see, I need to do research. My mind is blown. I need to do some research on this and see if I can find that movie. That's awesome. That is like must watch this weekend. Uh, yeah, I guess it was 1990. What? 1996? I just hope he escapes back to Melmac. <laughs> With all the cats. With all the cats. Yeah. No. <laughs> that man enjoys eating cats. Chad, I want to thank you for sending that over and putting us in our place. That was a uh, that was actually a fun omission. I did not know that there was a ALF movie. That's just so random that it was 1996. Well, I'm glad on this Wrestling Figure podcast we brought up ALF, and now we know that there was an ALF movie. Well... NECA ALF just dropped at stores, so yes. it makes it makes sense because we're a wrestling figure podcast that talks about ALF. And sometimes G.I. Joe. Which, by the way, do you have some G.I. Joe news? Yeah, they showed off some figures this week, and Scrap Iron, who was one of my favorite Cobra guys when I was growing up, is going to be in classified form. And he comes with a badass missile launcher. I cannot wait for that figure to drop, dude. They also showed off Snowjob. And some Steel Brigade soldiers and one other that I can't think of off the top of my head. But excited for the classified line, dude. They are killing it right now. Yaris, no job. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Keyboard Warrior. Oh, good. Yeah, what's your brother talking about G.I. Joe's for? (laughs) Boy, you get a custom figure from the great Steve Hoker and all of a sudden you just are just walking around like your shit doesn't stink. Yes. How great is that figure? It (laughs) represents me very well. I am jacked to the guilds. No, you're not. (laughs) You sit there and eat Burger King all day. I've seen you. I mean, come on, let's be fair. There's not much that's wrong with that dude. Well, dude, I love Burger King, but dude, he literally eats it all the time. I've watched this dude numerous times. Hey, keyboard warrior. Where are you going for breakfast? Burger King. To be fair, it is flame broiled, dude. KBW loves the BK. (laughs) And I do love me some flame broiled. But still, this is a wrestling figure podcast. You guys can't be talking about G.I. Joe. I guess, or ALF, right? No, you can't talk about ALF. (laughs) 
what can we talk about? Dynasty. What? What? Dynasty? Wait, are we Di- talking about the Kiss album or the TV show? No, not Kiss. That, <laughs> a- that old aged group. How dare you, keyboard warrior? Kiss is terrible. I've written many letters to Gene Simmons and he doesn't respond to me. They're terrible. Security. <laughs> what, are you going to have me kicked out too like you do with your brother, you jerk? <laughs> God, he is spicy tonight. All right. I'm about to hit him with a will you stop. Get out of here, KBW. Go get a chicken sandwich from BK. Okay. <laughs> All right. Go enjoy it. Yeah. Leave okay. his I chicken think. sandwich money on the counter. Tell him to beat it. He gets a great custom figure from Steve Hoker, and now he's just, like, walking around. His chef's chest is all puffed out, you know. Well, not everybody gets the honor of having Steve Hoker make you a mascot. Well, you've gotten one. I have. It's sitting, Actually, it's sitting right next to you as you podcast, right? It is right here. I will show you in our... Nobody can see it, but it is you at, dressed up as CM Punk. Yes, that is me as CM in CM Punk costume. So, like, yes. when you order CM Punk from Wish... <laughs> that is the me figure. Uh, Scott, have you picked up anything recently? I did. So uh, the other night, I think I told the story when Elite 100 dropped. Uh, BBTS posted, or they they sent out an email because I always get pre-order alerts from them. Usually it's DC Universe, GI Joe, and Wrestling. They hit me up because they know what I order. And Monster High for Peyton. Anyway, I get the alert the other night that Elite 101 has gone up for pre-order. Now, my first thought is, when Elite 100 popped up for pre-order, I put it off until the next morning. When I got to work to do the pre-orders, all of them, most of them were gone. Really, the only one I had to have was Andre, and he was already gone. So within 12 hours of the email, all the Andres were gone. So I remember that this time. Immediately jumped onto BBTS, pre-ordered KO, of course, Mr. America, and Johnny Knoxville. I go into work the next morning just to check... All three of those, I'm sorry, KO still available, but Johnny Knoxville and Mr. America, gone. I went back on today just to check and see what was left out of Elite 101. KO and Ricochet are left. All the other ones, gone. Already sold out. There is KO still left? Yes, KO still up there, so is Ricochet. I don't know quantities. They don't put a little um, like low stock alert, uh-huh. but those are the only two remaining out of Elite 101. Okay. So yeah, these things go fast on BBTS. Oh wait, you're out on retros. You didn't get the new retros, huh? No, I'm I'm done with retros. I'm not buying any more of those. Okay, I did get those in this past week. So oh, nice. Oh. How do they? I saw the Luger and didn't really care for it. What's your opinion? I don't know. <laughs> what? How's that cardboard box look? Beautiful. Yeah, it's sexy, right? It is. <laughs> It's got the big WWE logo on it. <laughs> I haven't popped them out. So yeah, I'm. I think I'm out on the retros, dude. I think I'm just kind of burnt. I mean, we've been collecting these things since '90, and I think for that scale, I think I'm just I'm I'm out on the retros. Well, what I think you should do is you should get Hassle Toys, Ahmed Johnson, because Ahmed was your favorite. Back in the 90s. That's some nostalgia right there for you. And he would fit onto the tail end of the Hasbro line. So that would fit within my my parameters for ordering. Yes, your love for Ahmed back in the day was so... Uh, every single time. Hey, Scott, who do you think's winning the King of the Ring? Ahmed. Yeah. Hey, Scott, 
hey, Scott, who do you think is going to win the championship at WrestleMania? Okay, here's how Ahmed is going to win the belt at WrestleMania. What? <laughs> you know, like Scott would sit down and break down the storylines of how Ahmed Johnson was going to win almost every single title. It was fantastic. I still love Ahmed Johnson, dude. I mean, there's been a lot of crap talked about him in different circles or whatever. Like he wasn't great to work with. And uh, look, I don't care. Yes, he was always hurt. He was a bad mofo in the WWF in the 90s. And I loved that guy. I don't pay yeah. attention to his WCW run. I didn't watch a lot of WCW. But Ahmed in the WWF was legit a badass. It broke my heart when he joined the Nation of Domination. And it made me so happy when he broke off from them and got with LOD. Loved Ahmed Johnson back in the day, dude. Still love Ahmed Johnson. I wish they'd make a figure of him. Uh, do you remember last week when we were talking about Kurt Angle and Steve... Ozer said, Hamilton Steve Hoker. Dear Steve <laughs> Hoker. <laughs> Hoker. Hoker. Thank you for my custom figure. You look beautiful. <laughs> the head scan is marvelous. Um, he literally just took a Skeletor head and just popped that off and put it on the ultimate where Ah, shut up. That <laughs> he did a true FX face scan of me. <laughs> he uh, just happens to look like Skeletor. Get out of here. Go to BK. Right. <laughs> Go get your chicken sandwich, dude getting a whopper <laughs> uh i want to actually thank jordan cassatt for this he said i have a feeling kurt angle is under a legends deal again he goes i'm almost certain he says he's in 2k23 yes good point and he said he's in wwe supercard too and jordan went true. on to so jordan actually made some valid points and i hope he's okay with me sharing it. i'll ask him later I said something back to him. And he goes, that's how I knew the Steiner brothers were coming. Rick Steiner was added to Supercard. Then a week later, Steve announced they were making figures. I'm willing to bet we see Angle at WrestleMania Access or San Diego Comic-Con. Fingers crossed. I'm hoping there's Angle coming back because he would look great in an Ultimate. We met, we talked about that last week and I don't want to rehash it. But everything Scott said, like so many different heads, so many different singlets, so many different looks that you can do for Angle for an Ultimate. It would look great. Yeah, it really would. You could have different iterations of Kurt Angle during the course of his career. You could have Bald Angle. You could have Angle with hair. You could have Olympic Champion Kurt Angle. You could have Badass ECW Kurt Angle. Just so many different possibilities with him being an Ultimate figure. The more I think about that idea, I just keep falling in love with it. Yeah. Also, Jordan said that he wants to start a podcast, and I told him, go for it, man. Yeah. Dude, go and have fun, man. This, that's what this is all about is having fun. I, that's what I've told Scott, you know, during the pandemic. I told Scott, I was like, dude, you know what? Let's just have fun. And that's what we've been doing the past. Well, I mean, we've always had fun, but like we turned it up to 11, you know, like in Spinal Tap. It, yeah, it's less about paying attention to like, oh, who's going to sponsor us? I don't even pay attention to that. I don't care anymore. It's really just I get to podcast with my brother every week and have fun and talk wrestling figures with you guys. And it's a blast. But one of the challenges, this goes back to Jordan wanting to start a podcast. Honestly, the two biggest things are schedule and being repetitive. Doing the same thing over and over and over again in terms of on this day of the week, I record. On this day of the week, I edit. On this day of the week, my show gets released. If you can stick to that schedule and be repetitive every single week or however many times a, a week, a month, a year, you're going to release your show. If you can stick to that, you're going to be okay. It does get trickier when you have multiple people. Uh, Jeff, you and I have kind of fallen into a routine the last seven plus years that we know which day of the week we're going to record. Sometimes there's crazy things and 
we adjust accordingly, but it's just the two of us. On Drunk Wrestling History, there's three of us, and the scheduling gets way trickier with three people, and we've had to adjust many times. There are some weeks we don't release a show when we were going to, so it just, if you can be repetitive, and if you can stick to a schedule, you'll do just fine. Yeah, and also find something you guys are passionate about. What is that one thing you guys are passionate about? And there's probably a podcast out there about it, but at the same time, make yours unique, make yours something different and actually have fun with it. And if you're having fun with it, it's going to resonate across the platform and people will start to gravitate as you start to go along. It, it does take a while to build an audience, but at the same time, if you're having fun and you don't look at those numbers and all that stuff, and you just continue to have fun with whoever you're podcasting with, or if it's just by yourself, it will resonate across and don't get frustrated. Just keep having fun with it. And that's the bottom line. Keep coming up with creative things that keeps listeners engaged. Or if you guys want to create a podcast, put a microphone in front of your face and get a computer and just go to town. Yeah, that's a great point, Jeff. And that that's very important. Find something that you're passionate about because listeners can tell whether you got it or you don't. Right. Like that's one of the things you and I have been told, Jeff, is not only the chemistry, obviously lifelong brothers, but it's the passion behind the product. And that's what we bring every week. We love the figures and that comes across in the way we talk about them. You hear me gush about Mattel. You hear Jeff gush about Toy Biz. So that's going to come You son of a bitch. (laughs) You son of a. You are paying attention. Wow, man. That was bad. (laughs) I thought he was getting a Whopper. Get him out of here. Chicken sandwich. <laughs> Best of luck, Jordan. We uh, we look forward to you dropping episodes, and we'll throw you into roll call. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Scott, we got a little bit of news. Let's just jump right into it. All right, let's start off with Foco and those beautiful bobbleheads. They showed off a couple of new ones. The pre-orders are up for Cody Rhodes and Goldberg. Cody Rhodes is – it looks like he's walking to the ring. He's got his jacket, and it's kind of – like flowing like a candle in the wind, like Elton John style, you know? <laughs> yes, they did really good on that Cody. The price point on these are 65 bucks. I love Cody. He's probably my f- second, first or second favorite right now, um, you know, neck and neck with Okada. But I, I I don't know if I could do 65 bucks on a, on a bobblehead. So they're limited to 144 each too. That's the other kicker. So if I'm going to do yeah. it, I'm going to have, I'm going to have to jump on that now if they're still available. So yeah, make your mind up quick. Cody Rhodes, Goldberg bobblehead, 65 bucks over at Funko.com. All right. Funko showed off some stuff recently and Funko has been coming out with these. I don't know if there's a special name for them, but they're, Funko's in front of a poster or a backdrop. Yeah, it's kind of like what they've done with the bands where they have like a record behind them. Exactly. And then they've got the band members in front of it or one band member, whatever. And they've also done that with sports athletes. Like, for example, if you go to Target, you'll see a Justin Herbert all the time that's on the pegs. It's Justin Herbert in front of a, I believe it's a Prism card. Okay. Uh, uh, Yeah, anyways, um, it's similar to that. So anyways, they did that with Hulk Hogan. From WrestleMania 1, Hogan the Funko will be in blue trunks. And Mr. T. Mr. T is also in front of that same backdrop. So you can get the Hogan and Mr. T, WrestleMania 1, pair them together, all that stuff. Wait, that that was Hulk Hogan? Uh, it might have been Randy Hogan. I'm not sure. Okay, that's who I thought it was. 
So I'm glad you clarified. Yeah, I thought it was Randy Hogan and Mr. T. So I'm glad that makes way more sense what you just said. Randy Hogan was very popular on WCW Saturdays. And I I thought they had made a Funko of him finally. I was wrong. (laughs) So it wasn't Randy Hogan? (laughs) Look, I'm not one to tell you that it can't be Randy Hogan. (laughs) If you want a Randy Hogan Funko in front of a WrestleMania 1 backdrop, there you go. All right, let's head over to the Walmart exclusive Cody Rhodes from his return. That is a Walmart exclusive. Also, Million Dollar Man will be coming. He, the chase will be Million Dollar Man in a green suit. And this was weird. I don't know if you caught this, Scott, but the money looked like it was flying. Or it had like a streamers behind it or a weird flow to it. I don't know if he was like making it rain. I don't know. It was weird. It was like you and you walk into a gentleman's church. Just money flying all around you. I got my one gun. It's firing off. <laughs> exactly. I by love the, the, way, uh, the nod to Hasbro in this with Million Dollar Man in the green suit. By the way, I need a new one gun. Someone please sponsor us so I can get a new one gun. <laughs> please. <laughs> Is it that you need to buy the gun or that you need to fill it with ones? Both. I see. Okay. Yes. That's what I do with our podcasting money. All right. Okay, so now we are focused on downloads and sponsors. <laughs> yes. Well, that changed quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Time to start a Patreon. <laughs> All right. Rocky Maivia also. There will be another one of those where he was in his debut look. There will be a Metallica version of The Rock. A, a Metallica version of The Rock. Metallica version. I see. Is there going to be a Metallica version of Hogan playing the bass? Yes. Even though Lars doesn't remember this hulk who all right i pulled a couple questions from the wrestling figs message boards asked to steve ozer and steve ozer answered so the first question comes in from mr tusk that'd be cool if he had a tusk (laughs) just one though just one (laughs) no offsetting tusk just one one coming out the middle of his mouth oh dude how cool would that be that'd be very metal yeah actually it would Mr. Tusk has said, what's up with the underrepresentation of women in the ultimate line? Feels like women like Trish, Lita, Bailey, and Bianca would all make great ultimate figures. Word. Steve said, we were actually working on Sasha Banks, but had to pivot for obvious reasons. Damn it. We are working on some others now, though. Oh, that sucks. Different color hair, Sasha. I wish he wouldn't have said anything. I wish he, I wish he would have just said... If we have access to them, <laughs> they will come out. But now I'm starting to think of like a Trish Ultimate. Oh, yes. That would be pretty badass. Okay, let's kind of continue on. Which Trish would you go with? Which era Trish? I think her best look. I mean, look, the one you could do an action figure. You can't do Trish in that wedding gown. They, I'm okay. sure that they would frown upon that. Yes, probably. Yeah. But I'm thinking Trish and her TNA look. When she was managing Tess and Albert. Because she had the cowboy hat, the long jacket, the pants. I think that's a badass Trish look. Man, but how how don't you go women's champion Trish? Like, you could do her retirement match against Lita. Yeah. That look would be cool. And you have different expressions on Trish's face. You could do Trish from WrestleMania 22 when she faced Mickey. When the crowd was just being defiant and Jim Ross was getting mad at him on commentary. <laughs> so I if if I had my way, I would probably go Trish from 22 or Trish from TNA. What I would do is I would have Trish 
from when she wore the mask. Remember, she when she, I think she broke her nose, if I'm not mistaken. Oh yeah, okay. That'd make a good accessory. Make have one of those be the extra head. Have the women's title. Yes. Maybe a long jacket. Yeah. Now Shannon will definitely have some input on this. She's gonna listen to this bit and be like, "Babe, why didn't you recommend?" Well, it's different when we're under the uh, when we're under the mic. I'd be like, well, we started talking about the wedding dress, and suddenly yes. I couldn't think right anymore. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right. Next question comes in from J-Man. J-Man said, um, this is what he actually said, quote, unquote. Um, Steve, is it possible to get another Cody Ultimate? Because his rumble gear is sick. It was. Steve said, I think he'll probably get a mainline Ultimate at some point. Let us get the exclusive finished up and delivered first, though. Next question comes in from Davey. Hey, Steve, is Brother Love likely for Coliseum? It'd be such a shame not to get him in the glorious packaging. If he is, who would you like to pair him with? Hmm. Okay, so some of you might be screaming he wasn't in the LJN line. But, Correct. Jeff. Yes, he was supposed to be in the next wave Correct. of Grand Toy LJN. They showed him on the back. He was supposed to be coming and... Nothing. Which would have been great because they had kind of dipped away from managers. Yes. Or commentators, what have you. So bringing Brother Love back into the next wave would have kind of incorporated one of the coolest parts of LJN with their manager's line. It would have brought that piece back in. Would have been fantastic because it was also rumored to have Bad News Brown, the Bushwhackers, and Smash and Barbarian. Correct. Because they were all shown on the back of the card, right? Yes, they were. They the, Not the figures. No, As, no, no, no. To no. the best of everybody's knowledge, it was not proto- there were never prototypes made. It was a live shot of that performer. Of said wrestler. Yes. Steve said, not sure, honestly. The line obviously won't complete the original lineup, and there are limited quote-unquote anchors for the pairings. So we are trying to be smart about who is included. So at this point, it's really just OG figs, but I'm not totally ruling out quote-unquote almost LJNs. See, Steve's got knowledge. Down the road, or if a few more notables get unlocked for us. That would be a weird rabbit hole to go down. I don't know the frequency at which they're going to release these Coliseum collections. The Terry Funk and Hogan versus the Rude and Roberts. We're talking five months? Something like that, yeah. So, two a year? Maybe three in a really good year? Mm Mm-hmm. Do we want to have almost LJNs, as Steve put it, instead of definitely we're in the line LJNs for the pairings? Because here I am thinking, dude, how sweet would it be to get Demolition? No, we're not getting Demolition. They are not coming back to Mattel. You don't think so? I mean, I'll never say never, but if I had to shake a Magic 8-Ball, Magic 8-Ball would probably say Outlook not so good right now. I mean, I'm talking probably two years down the road. You got to figure the numbers on these things are pretty good. Oh, yeah. They're they're definitely selling because Golden Era is where it's at. So, I don't know, man. Two to three years down the road, I think you could start going into that almost LJN pool. And then that really opens it up to, like, bushwhackers. As much as I want to see a Bad News Brown, who would you team him up with? See, you want to uh. say Brett... But if you do Brett, you got to do Brett with Jim Neidhart. Correct. Who would you do bad news with, Coco? Probably. But would that be a big enough name set to sell? For me, no-brainer, yes. 
I, I'm trying to think of everybody that is under Mattel that would be awesome for the Coliseum collection. Well, you don't need to think that right now, right? Because we're talking like two to three years down the road with the Coliseum right. collection. So there's going to be more names that fall under the Mattel umbrella that they're able to make. Say Bad News Brown, all of a sudden he gets greenlit. And then now you're talking, okay, he was almost an LJN, so we are going to pair him with... Hmm. Yeah, it's a tough one, right? Who would you... Who did Bad News face at three? Coco. No, I'm sorry. Butch Reed faced Coco. Uh, Bad News didn't face anybody at three. Oh, so four, no. Yeah, four was his four first. Four was his first. Okay, so who did he face at five? He faced... Let's see. Piper was six. Bad News faced... Oh, God. <laughs> that Piper and Bad News thing is not happening, dude. Well, we're, yeah, that's that's never going to happen. If they make Piper, he's probably going to get packaged with either Orndorff or Orton. Um. Oh, my gosh. Who did Bad News wrestle at five? Jake wrestled DiBiase. I'm trying to think of like the mid-card faces that Bad News would have faced. Hacksaw? Hacksaw. Okay, so you could recreate five. You could. Hacksaw's one they haven't done in a long time, and if he falls under the umbrella, that would make a lot of sense. They need to come back around. Mattel needs to go back on some of these guys and make them. My opinion. They need to come back on some of these guys, like Rick Martel. Right? I'm going to hold out hope that one of the Coliseum collections is Strike Force. Uh, man, Rick Martel, that's another one. He hasn't had a figure in, what, we're coming up on 10, 11 years now? Yeah, when was the last Tito? It would have been Target Tito, right? Off the top of my head, without looking at Wrestling Figure Database, I think you're right. It was Target Tito. Yeah, I think the Hall of Fame Tito was the last one we got, and that was 2015, 2016, something like that. Yeah. So, I mean, we're a lot of years removed from a Tito figure, too. There's so many possibilities. I'm actually surprised we never got an El Matador. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That is true. I don't think we're going to see a Bigelow in the Coliseum collection. I don't know who, as Steve said, there's limited anchor points, right? Guys that you can pair up. And I don't know who you would put Bam Bam into a set with. They never made Humperdinck the manager. Who was his big feud outside of Lawrence Taylor? Uh, Well, I mean, for his LJN run, he was only there for... Maybe a year? He wasn't there long. I mean, he was at Survivor Series 87. And he was at WrestleMania 4. Okay, who did he face at 4? At 4, he was in the tournament. And in the first round, he got uh, counted out against one-man gang in the first round. So you can't pair him up there. You can't really pair him up with Andre. That doesn't... That that would have been Survivor Series. Yeah, that wouldn't work. You're not going to put Hogan in the pack with him. Man, I wish they would have done Hogan and Andre from WrestleMania 3 instead of Hogan and Funk. Yeah, but I think the issue was they have so many Andres on the table right now mm-hmm. that they're like, eh, let's let's pick another. I like the inclusion of Funk, honestly. It, it wouldn't have been my first choice, but I like that they chose him. Um, I might have gone maybe Junkyard Dog just because I loved Junkyard Dog. Uh, but here's holding out hope that maybe one of the Coliseums also were Macho Man and Ricky Steamboat. Oh, that'd be beautiful. It's been a minute since we had a steamboat. That was that fan takeover that came out. Yep. And we've gotten quite a few Macho Mans. We had that Legends with the Creamer. Um, But man, that would be cool, right? If they could do a Macho Man and Ricky Steamboat Coliseum collection. Oof. By the way, we we made the comment, who was some LJNs that never got figures after LJN? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We kind of started it. And you know what? The worst part is, is I started thinking about this in the car 
So I didn't have it to write down. And then I get, I get to my stopping point and I was like, shit, who did I just think of? You know, old man brain, you know? Exactly. So. You need like one of those uh, personal recorders. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, what Kevin was carrying around in Home Alone 2, right? Exactly. Yes, because there's nothing else in this world. Not a, I don't know, not these cell phones or anything that I can talk into and remind myself of something. Exactly. No, you need one of those little voice recorders. One of the other ones I was thinking about, Johnny Valiant. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah, he's definitely one. You mentioned Outback Jack and Ted Arcidi. Yeah, those were just two that boom, boom. And then I think I said Adrian Adonis as well. Adrian Adonis has not had a figure since. And then I, I started thinking of the managers. I was like, okay, well, Johnny Valiant hasn't. Yeah, Johnny Valiant would have been the only manager. So have you thought of any others that... No. Oh, well... <laughs> Well, that failed. Anyways. <laughs> um, I, guess, I mean, I guess we could do some quick trivia here and rack our brains. Okay. So I thought of Johnny Valiant. You said Ted Arcidi and Outback Jack. And Adrian Adonis. Oh, dude. S.D. Jones. S.D. Jones. Very good. One of my favorites growing up. Okay. So let's think. kind of think about who else. Killer Bees had classic superstars. Yes, they did. Hillbilly Jim's had them. Yep. Um, Bundy has had a figure. Stud has had figures. Yep. Warrior Rude, Hacksaw, Big Boss Man. Andre's only had one figure, and that was from Super 7, and they did a horrible job. Oh, the Yellow Trunks Andre. <laughs> the Hall of Shame figure that we've already called our shot on. It, yes. Yeah, I guess thank you to Super 7. Yeah, yeah. Thank you, <laughs> thank you, Super Seven, for giving us our Hall of Shame this year already. Pat on the back. Well done. Um. Oh, uh, is there anybody else that you can think of that? Oh, is there any Hercules? Oh, great call, dude. Hercules. This is all off the top of our head. We're not using Wrestling Figure Database, so we're kind of still doing a little bit of a Rolodex. Which is the biggest damn shame, Adrian Adonis or Hercules? Ooh, man, flip a coin. Yeah, I liked both of those guys. Yeah. Was there anybody in the Black Card series that didn't get another figure? No. Because Warlord did, Million Dollar Man did. Ultimate Haku. Warrior, Big Boss Man. Yeah, they all. Haku. All right, Scott, we've got to get into that nostalgia segment. What do you say? Let's do it. Scott, before we get into the nostalgia segment, I thought it'd be fun. Let's ask Alexa something. Oh, okay. Yeah, she wanted to run her mouth during the break about uh, all of the Amazon packages we received. Yeah, beard brush. <laughs> <laughs> Let's ask her, tell us about pro wrestling on the Nintendo. Hey, Alexa. What is pro wrestling? For the Nintendo Entertainment System. Wrestling is a form of athletic theater that revolves around mock combat matches that are usually performed in a ring similar to the kind used in boxing. The dramatic aspects of pro wrestling may be performed both in the ring or, as in televised wrestling shows, in backstage areas of the venue, in similar form to reality television. Oh, that is harsh. She called it mock combat. Yes. That is harsh. Yes. And, th and theater. We're feeling judged. 
Oh, very judged. Okay, ask her about pro wrestling on the NES. Hey, Alexa. Pro wrestling for Nintendo. This might answer your question. Pro wrestling is available on Sega Master System only. By the way, you have a new notification. Do you want to hear it? No. I'm nervous what it might be. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, that didn't work. Thanks, Alexa. Hey, Alexa. What happened with Macho Man and Stephanie McMahon? The movie Macho Man has an IMDb rating of 4.9 out of 10. She is the worst tonight. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like the way she's dancing around these subjects. Yeah, she didn't want to talk about Macho and Stephanie either. That got brushed under the rug. It did. I don't like it. By uh, just like other things. I'm just saying. (laughs) Was it called? It was just pro wrestling, right? Yeah, it was pro wrestling for the Nintendo. That was the one with Starman and uh, Amazon and... Yeah, pro wrestling. That was the name of the game, right? Yeah, Fighter Hayabusa. Okay, wait a second. There's no way pro- she doesn't know about this. She's she's being coy. Yeah, she's being very coy. Okay, pro wrestling NES. While you look it up, have her play wrestling themes. Okay, so have her play a random wrestling theme? Yeah, because we can't ask her trivia because she'll answer the trivia question before we can even guess. True. Hey, Alexa. Play a random wrestling theme. Wrestling theme by Jonathan Sadoff from Spotify. What? Who? What? What is this? Sounds like Led Zeppelin. Maybe not. The heck? Is this a wrestling theme that we don't know? Again? (laughs) Hey Alexa, stop. Okay, Alexa has been awful tonight. Let's just. She, I think Alexa has COVID. What's going on with her? <laughs> Something's affecting her brain. Well, at least she didn't play Steel Panther. Hey, Alexa, play Steel Panther. <laughs> oh my God, no! This is Steel Panther from Spotify. You know what song this is? I know it's cool though. This is Eyes of a Panther. <laughs> But I probably better have her stop before we get flagged by Spotify. And we'll get flagged by Spotify. Hey, Alexa, stop. <laughs> Darn, I like that song, too. <laughs> you almost let it play, didn't you? Hey, Alexa, play Bukaki Tears. What? Tears. Live acoustic by Steel Panther from Spotify. <laughs> this song is called Bukaki Tears. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, have hey, a like stop. To stop. All three girls in the in the crowd wooed over that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay, she was awful tonight. That didn't work. Did you hear her bleep herself? Yeah, she actually bleeped herself. That was <laughs> Alexis censored herself. <laughs> I love it. All right, let's just get into the nostalgia segment. Before we get into this segment, actually, we want you guys to head on over to Wrestling Figure Database. Of course, head on over there. Go to the main elite line section 51 to 100. Scroll down just a bit. Click on the series and look for WWE Elite Series 74. Or you can do a search up in the upper right hand corner for WWE Elite Series 74. And I want you guys to follow along as Scott reads off this list. So again, that is all over at WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. By the way... Dylan hit me up and he said for Mount Rushmore, because this goes back to uh, the question last week. The figure manufacturer Mount Rushmore. Yep. 
He said Sherapro for Mount Rushmore. Ooh. He, I said, so you would be Mattel, Hasbro, LJ, and Sherapro? He goes, I'd probably go Mattel, Sherapro, Hasbro, and OSFTM. Whoa. So, so I could get ECW and WCW. Okay. Which makes sense. Respect. Respect. Both of those lines went for quite a few series. So I like it. Also, speaking of Dylan, we want you guys to hit that donate button over to him and kick back a couple dollars to Dylan for putting together this wonderful, wonderful website. So again, that's all over at WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. All right, Scott, what you got for Elite Series 74? Yes, sir. Mattel WWE Elite Series 74 consisted of AJ Styles. He was in his neon green and black gear. He had a shirt and vest accessory with him. Next up, Andrade came with a yellow luchador mask. Also came with a masked head and a yellow and black jacket accessory. And he was in his yellow and black wrestling gear. Finn Balor came with a black soft goods jacket. And he was wearing his red trunks with white boots. Goldberg, and this was Goldberg in his half black, half white trunks. Came with a world title accessory. Lince Dorado, he was your variant in this series. Regular version, black and blue tights. Came packaged with a pinata accessory and a Lucha House Party pocket, poly pocket style shirt. The variant was Lince in his gold gear. Pretty much the same figure. Next up, Natalia. She came with her entrance shoulder pads that had the streamers hanging off of them. And cat ear accessories. Jim Neidhart. He was in his Heart Foundation gear. Pink top, black tights. And he came packaged with sunglasses and a Heart Foundation jacket accessory. And Jeff, that rounds out WWE Mattel Elite Series 74. No ands, ifs, or buts on this one. Jim Neidhart's the best one out of the series. You think so? Yeah. Oh, hands down, dude. I don't know what Mattel did, but they used a different deco of pink, or a pink deco, I should say, that just made the figure pop on the singlet that he was wearing. It, it's better than any other wrestling figure maker of the past representing Jim Neidhart. Jax did really well on Jim Neidhart. LJN did a great job on Jim Neidhart. But He's there was one some... of those where there hasn't really been a bad one, right? Correct. Yeah. But there was something about the pink, the color pink that they used. It was more of a, like a hot pink that they, and when I say they, Mattel used on the deco for this one. And that figure is so good, dude. The screaming face, it was just fantastic. Hands down, Jim Neidhart's the best figure in this series. Okay. Um, he's not my favorite, but he's definitely up there. I think Andrade is my favorite figure in this one. Andrade is really good. Yeah, That's it's outstanding. And I love the inclusion of both a masked head and a luchador mask. Yes. Fantastic. But I don't know. Maybe it's the nostalgia in me and Jim Neidhart. I just gravitate to the Neidhart figure. Nothing against Andrade. Nothing against Lince. You know, nothing against Natalia. This was probably Natalia's best figure, but Jim wins it out for me on this one. Okay. Yeah, definitely Andrade is my favorite, but agree. Natalia is really good. The Lince Dorado is really good. We've gotten a million AJs and Finns and Goldbergs for that matter. Um, but yeah, that you're right. That Neidhart, and I love the inclusion of the Heart Foundation jacket, but that Heart Foundation jacket is more of like his 1997 Heart Foundation run. Yep. This wouldn't necessarily be like 1989 Jim the Anvil Nightheart. Although it could without the jacket, but you put the jacket on him, suddenly you have 1997 Jim Nightheart. It works, just like Alf the movie in 1996. <laughs> 
Yes, exactly like that, Jeff. Thank you for going back to Alf. Uh, no problem. Do you want me to go back to Alf again? <laughs> Whenever you want, actually. By the way, we still need to get you that Alf NECA figure. We got, I'm going to be on the hunt for it. Okay. Every time I go to Target, I'm looking for it, and they haven't gotten it yet. Either that or they've completely sold out. Well, it's Alf, of course. It yeah, of course. Out. Everybody wants Alf. Exactly, exactly. All right, let's get into the eBay listings on this. AJ Styles in the green and black ear with the vest. Last sold eBay listing was January 28th for $27.99 on a buy it now. Andrade with the extra mask the, and the extra masked head, yellow and black jacket. Last sold eBay listing was January 29th for $16.99 on a buy it now. It seems low. That does seem, that's lower than retail. Exactly. Finn Balor, black soft goods jacket, last sold eBay listing was December 23rd. The seller wanted $24.20, but accepted $24.20. <laughs> Wait, that really happened? You can find this over at 130point.com. <laughs> the uh, buyer got a hell of a deal on that one. I don't know what's going on because we had that happen a couple of weeks ago on 130 point where it was like the seller sold it for more. Yeah. They, they took his buy or his best offer and gave him $3 more than he was asking. Exactly. And so this one seller wanted $24 and 20 cents, but accepted $24 <laughs> and 20 cents. So, <laughs> so I don't like your price of 24 20, but would you accept 24 20? <laughs> I wonder if the buyer fat fingered that maybe, Anyways, that's a weird one. Seller wins. Yeah, right? Goldberg with the world title. Last sold eBay listing was January 29th for $30. Don't you yawn on me. I'm sorry. Long day. I'm I'm not boring. <laughs> boring. Just boring. Boring. Just boring. Okay, maybe we are. We made a shirt of it. One star. Don't you yawn on me as I go through <laughs> these eBay prices. I'll hide my face next time. That's exactly what I do. I'll put up the papers in front of me and then I'll yawn. <laughs> I see. So you have etiquette when you're yawning. Exactly. Exactly. Let's say Dorado is the variant with the pinata Lucha House Party Polly Pocket style shirt. Regular version last sold was January 30th for $59.99 on a buy it now. That seems about right. There aren't a lot of Lince Dorado figures. So somebody that really wants one in the collection, we have to pay for it. The variant last sold was January 1st. Seller wanted $70, but accepted $60. Okay, now see, that's that's how it's supposed to work on an offer. Natalia with the cat ears. Last sold eBay listing was January 25th for $15 on one bid. And her father, Faja. Her Faja? Faja. Jim Neidhart. Heart Foundation jacket, glasses, last sold eBay listing was February 1st for $55 on eight bids. I think the uh, the buyer got a killer deal on that one. I think so too. I remember when he first came out, he was upwards of like 70 or 80 bucks. Yeah, exactly. All right, that rounds out Elite Series 74. Scott, it is time for your favorite game of all time. Jeopardy? Is Jeopardy your favorite game of all time? No. Oh. I think mine was Press Your Luck. Hmm. Man, I loved... I, I think Wheel of Fortune. Wheel of Fortune was cool. That and Family Feud, I think, are my two favorites. Remember when Dad's ex-wife was on Wheel of Fortune and she lost and we laughed? <laughs> Dude, I don't remember that at all. You don't remember when she was on there? No. <laughs> oh, yeah. She lost and we laughed. 
<laughs> there was much rejoicing. <laughs> we were celebrating. Mom gave us beer. I didn't get beer. You just don't remember. Oh, uh, yeah. I probably drank it so much and just blacked out. <laughs> yeah. You got blackout drunk. <laughs> and it was the yellow can that just said beer on it, too. Correct. Yeah. We yes. were ballers. Only the very best for us. <laughs> got it at Jumpco. Mom drank low and brow, but Jeff and I drank yellow can. <laughs> All right, Scott. It's time to play Can You Last a Minute? Uh, by the way, we had a few people kind of reach out and they're like, okay, this game may need to go to Can You Last 90 Seconds? I agree. Yes. This is what I've been saying, dude. Uh, I, I don't want to make it any longer, but I'm starting to feel that maybe we should call this game Can You Last 90 Seconds? Hmm. Yeah. Oh, the minute and a half men. <clears throat> That's a great name for the segment. <laughs> All right. So, yes, we will extend this out to 90 seconds. Good. And if it's too much, then we'll kind of meet in the middle for a minute, 15 seconds. Which is how many seconds, Jeff? Can you last 75 seconds? Very good. Let's hear it for public school education, ladies and gentlemen. That was the only thing I learned in school. Seconds. Yep, that's it. Very good. Got something out of it. All right. So for this week, we will extend it out to 90 seconds. So are you ready for your first figure? And wait, should I still be giving you a clue if it's extended out to 90 seconds? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. So how many am I doing? I, I've got you down for three. Oh, dude. This is going to suck. It's a minute and a half now. You've got all the time in the world. Okay. Okay. I got you next week. I have gotten some suggestions. Goddamn Dave, dude. It's not Dave. What? I have a mystery partner. And in most cases, I would say it was Ultimate Warrior. But it is not. I don't like these mystery partners coming out of the woodwork. <laughs> it's a, it's KBW, isn't it? I got you back, you jerk. <laughs> it's KBW. You son of a bitch, guess this. <laughs> All right, well... F you and F your mystery partners. Ooh, did you hear that mystery partner? He's talking smack. Send me more for next week. Since I don't know who it is, I can say it now. And then you're going to tell me who it is. And I'm like, oh, now I feel bad. Yeah, I feel horrible. Mm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sad face, teardrop. All right. Figure was made after 2000. All right. So moving forward. Okay. I think you need to give me at least a decade to guess no that's too long nah. dude <laughs> well nobody would listen for that long <laughs> you need to at least tell me it was made in the 2000s it was made in the 2010s it was made in the 90s it was made in the 80s all right it was made in the 2000s in the 2000s okay so yes. we're talking toy biz no 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 take out your earbuds you can write this down take out your earbuds Okay, taking out my earbuds. We're doing Bruiser Brody Jack's Classic. Earbuds are reinserted. Are you ready to play Can You Last 90 Seconds? That just doesn't roll off the tongue like Can You Last a Minute. Are you ready to be a minute and a half man? All right, are you ready? I am ready. Go. Is it Toy Biz? No. Is it Jack's? Yes. Okay, is it Classic Superstars? Yes. Was this wrestler from the 80s? Yes. Were they also in the 90s? No. Okay. 
Did they go into the 90s with a different gimmick? No. Okay, so it's from the 80s. Was this person in a WrestleMania? No. So this person is from WCW. Is this Ric Flair in the Red Robe Series 3? No. Okay. Is it the Lex Luger Classic Superstars? No. Was it? Is it a multi-pack? No. Okay, so single card. Main series? Yes. Okay, so it's not an offshoot? Okay. So it's a WCW. Is it Dusty Rhodes? No. Nikita Koloff? No. 30 seconds. Oh, he was in a multi-pack. Um... Oh. Briscoe? No. Oh, they weren't too much 80s. Can, uh, it Ten. was Harley Race. No. 10 seconds. Oh, shoot. Uh, crap. Uh, Five, four, three, two, one. Oh my gosh, one. I'm blanking on all of my 80s. Uh, uh, you, get, you get one final Hail Mary. This person was from the 80s, but not at a WrestleMania, which means it was from WCW. It's from the main classic superstars line, Abdullah the Butcher. No. The figure we were looking for was Bruiser Brody, Jack's classic. Oh, I was on the right track with the Abdullah guess. So I couldn't remember the date that Brody passed away. I want to say it was 88 or 89 when he was killed in Mexico. Okay. So he didn't make it to the 90s. Um, And you were the one saying, was he from... WCW, or you said he's from WCW. I never said anything about him being from WCW. No, no, no. That was me saying that. Ask more general questions. Because now that's a minute and a half, you can probably use the first 45 to just kind of dwindle down your window. My strategy is to do so bad at this game that yeah. people don't want to hear it anymore and start complaining to you about it. Well, that's the problem is a lot of people love this game. So that's not going to happen. Listeners, why do you hate me? Well, apparently they hate me because Dave and your mystery meat is uh, coming after me. They feel bad for me. They see me taking a shellacking every week. They're trying to back me up. This is, that was an easy, that was a layup. That was just a warm up. A le- okay. Is it off the ropes Festus? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. All right. So this next figure is 1990s. Got remove, it. Remove your headphones. Okay. We are looking for Davy Boy Smith Just Toys Bendems. Earbuds are back in. My uh, my strategy is to be so bad. <laughs> yes. My strategy is like when teams start to tank for the number one draft pick, my number one <laughs> draft pick in this game is don't ever play it again. So I'm tanking. Tank for Tua. <laughs> okay. 90 seconds on the clock. Are you ready? I'm ready. Go. Galoob. No. Hasbro. No. Jax. No. Toy Biz. No. OSFTM. No. Just Toys Bendems. Yes. Diesel. No. Luger. No. Brett. No. Ahmed. No. Razor. No. Doink. No. Stone Cold. No. Sunny. No. Animal Hawk. No, no, Sid. no, no. <laughs> British Bulldog. There you go. You got it in 36 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Just run through the entire line of Bendems until you get said name. 
Oh my god, dude. You're just like going through the Rolodex of Bendums right there. It's the power of my brain, dude. I'm also upset with myself for getting that one because the goal is to tank. Okay. So maybe there are certain ones we should judge if we should get a minute and a half or if we get a minute. Well, I mean, I still have to go through the process of narrowing it down to the toy company. I'm not getting that information ahead of time. That is true. Okay. All right. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. I mean, it still took me a minute to get to Just Toys, right? I burned at least 15 seconds getting there. Yeah, I'm surprised it took you that long to get to Just Toys, Bendem. Because you had this weird look on your face like, oh, crap, it's not Toy Biz. Right, right. Because I got to Toy Toy Biz and then OSFTM and it was like, no, no. And I'm like, okay, if it's not Just Toys, I don't know who it is. Yeah. Okay. So you're one for one tonight. One for two. Well, you're one and one. You, it's oh, now one the, and one. Gotcha. One okay. and one. Yeah, yeah. So it's you're one and one tonight. It comes down to this third one if you get if you win the night. Okay. By the way, I'm back with my BK. Son of a. God damn it! We're just we're getting close to rounding out the show. Yeah, you just sit there and you play your stupid game of <laughs> can you last a minute and a half? Okay. Well, we will. Do you want to play? No, I don't. That's a dumb game. Your show is dumb. <laughs> well, we. We know that, but <laughs> anyways, I will eat my chicken sandwich, my Whopper, and french fries. He's like Adam from uh, Drunk Wrestling History. He's going to just sit there and eat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Adam will talk to you while he's eating. Oh, that's hella funny when he does that. Oh, dude. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> All right, Scott. We got one more figure left. Okay. This figure came out in the 2010s okay so within the last decade yes okay so not in the 2020s no in the 2010s in the 2010s all right remove your earbuds junkyard dog retro okay are you ready for your last figure of the night yes can i play can i play no you said you didn't want to play eat your food eat your food eat your bk I didn't get BK. What? what did, wait, what do you have over there? Oh, you have my cat food. Get out of here, dude. <laughs> all right. Go eat the cat food in the other room. It's expensive. Don't eat it all. You're feeding keyboard away your IMs. It's all I can afford right now. <laughs> I live in California, dude. It's all I can afford. Yeah, hard times, baby. Hard times. All right. For your last figure of the night, are you ready? I'm ready. Go. Mattel. Yes. Okay. In the 2010s. Is it a defining moment? No. Is it a Legends? Define Legends. From the Legends series? No. From Is it from the Elite Main Line? No. Is it an entrance grate? No. Was it a ringside exclusive? No. Comic-Con giveaway? Or a Comic-Con no. sale? Uh, a basic? Nope. Battle pack? No. Is it a multi-pack of figures? No. <clears throat> so it's one figure. Oh, gosh. What other offshoot lines? Uh, Twisting in the wind here. Um, <laughs> hmm. Oh, my goodness. 30 seconds. It's not Legends. It's not Elite Mainline. It's not Defining Moments. It's not an Entrance Great. Is it Ultimate? No. 
Uh, and it's not a basic. D- it's not one of the dolls. It wasn't a Comic Con giveaway. It wouldn't be one of the dolls. Time's up. Oh, of course it is. Uh, um, I'm trying to think of a way to point you in a direction. Well, even if you get, if I point you in the direction, you're still gonna have to guess the figure. Mattel brought this back from the 1990s and put it on ice. Oh, okay. So it's a retro. Okay. Now you've got to guess the retro guy himself. (laughs) You went retro on me. You son of a... (laughs) Okay. You know what? I bet in honor of the rumble, you went Sami Zayn. It is not Sami Zayn. It was Junkyard Dog Retro. Okay. Hey, you went Molly Holly on me, so uh, suck it. Technically, I did not. How come you can't come up with the wrestlers yourself? I mean, I could, but it's way more fun when I have mystery tag team partners. Or not mystery tag team partners, in the case of Dave. You bring your mystery meat men to the show. You do love mystery meat. I do love mystery meat. (laughs) I love playing the roulette game of, hey, am I going to get sick? (laughs) By the way, that Chappelle poster above your TV is amazing. Oh, it's the best poster. Oh, it's the best poster. There are none better. So it's Chappelle as Tyrone Biggums. Who else is up there? Him as Prince. Uh, Yes, it's Chappelle as Prince. It's the famous picture of him holding the pancakes. Yes. Uh, it's Yes, Tyrone Biggums. It is uh, Lil John. Yes, Lil John. And Rick James. That's right. That's right. Yep. Love. I love that poster, dude. Yes, it's fantastic. Did you get it framed? No, I didn't put a frame on it. I just pinned it up. Okay. All right. I would love to meet Chappelle and have him sign it. Oh, dude, that would be amazing. Yeah. No, that picture rules, dude. Oh, dude, that's fantastic. All right. That rounds out Can You Last a Minute and a Half. And that rounds out the show for episode 367. We want everybody to head on over to WrestlingToyTracker.com. Over there, you can find the carded and loose prices of LJN's Gloobs, Hasbro's Just Toys Bendems, which Scott got tonight, Defining Moments, and Retro's. What Scott didn't get tonight. <laughs> you son of a... Hey, remember remember when you didn't get JYD Retro? <laughs> hmm. Next week's going to be rough, I know. All right. Prepare your anus. Oh, no. Oh, no. I've heard that so many times. <laughs> <laughs> I just couldn't leave my little brothers behind. Oh, don't go there. That's disgusting and hilarious all at once. Anyways... <laughs> Head on over there if you wanted to get jump into any of those lines and get the three-month average over at WrestlingToyTracker.com. All right, let's head on over our podcasting buddies. We've got Breaker and Bane's Power Hour, of course, over there. They got Wrestling Talk, Toy Talk, Comic Talk, all the talk going on over at Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Also, check out Breaker's side project, TB Toycast, as well. Also... Our other good podcasting buddy, Steve and Eric over at the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. They have a fun show. It drops every single week. A lot of nostalgia going on over there. Also, they have a fun Facebook group that's got a bunch of memes flying around over there. So check it out. The Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. Also another fun Facebook group. We've got the Chick-fil-A show. 
We got Justin Summers over at Wrestling Cheers, where he talks about Northeast Ohio wrestling. RJ over at Ringside Rant. We got Marty and Rucker doing boots to the face. Congratulations to you guys for hitting a huge milestone of downloads. Congratulations, guys. Congratulations. Tim, Tim's pulling up a chair over at the Fig Life. Soda and Ethan also had another milestone of hitting some uh, downloads. They hit 1,000 downloads pretty quickly as well. That's Doesn't awesome. Sa- Congratulations, guys. It never sounds like much, but trust me, in the podcasting world, it means a lot. So anyways, check out the In the Marbles pod where they talk about NASCAR. NASCAR season's coming up, and they're banking on Ricky Bobby, Ricky Booby. Ricky Booby. And Scott, what you got for Drunk Wrestling History? Yeah, give us a follow on Twitter at Wrestling underscore Drunk. Show that dropped this past Friday was all about Vince McMahon being crazy. So we kind of document some of the crazy stuff he's done. It's not everything, but it's a decent list. So if you want to hear some crazy Vince stuff, give us a listen, give us a download, find it wherever you find your other podcasts at, because we're drunk wrestling history, we're not always accurate, but we're always drunk. Vince going crazy, like paying $3 million to, of hush money. There, there may have been a joke or two about that. Oh, okay. God, I wish I had $3 million to for hush money. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Just to be able to be like, here, be quiet. I know, dude. I would have paid off special guest Sean a long time ago. <laughs> all that all that hair gets stuck in your teeth. Anyways. Oh, boy. What? It's veritable forest down there. <laughs> also, check out Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. Scott, roll call. Yes, going to throw it out to Jason Wolf. That's W-U-L-F. Give him a follow on his social media accounts. Jason Wolf is an amazing artist, an amazing custom figure designer. If you need artwork, Jason is your guy. If you want some kick-ass custom Hasbro figures. Jason's also your guy for that. You got to give him a follow. Jason Wolf, W-U-L-F. And Jeff, that rounds out roll call. Have you tried the party box yet? Not yet, dude. I have not. Apparently they added a, a taco melt thing that I just happened to catch on Facebook today, but I haven't jumped on the app to see what it's all about yet. But uh, it's like a crispy shell, melty cheese, beef, cheese, lettuce, all that good stuff. So uh, I'm thinking about a game day box and some melty tacos. Did you ever see when Conan O'Brien went to Taco Bell's headquarters? I think I did see that. Yeah, like their testing facility, right? Like where they kind of try out all the different menu items. and Yeah. Okay. All right. I was going to send it to you if you hadn't. but I would love to go in there and just make like some crazy squat creation that I'd probably end up just recreating the Mexi Melt, to be honest with you. Did I tell you about the happy accident that Peyton got one time at Taco Bell? No, what happened? So we ordered her a Chalupa, a Chalupa Supreme on the app. And she didn't want any cheese on it. So we marked off the cheese. And then I think we did like light lettuce or something like that. Anyway, we go pick it up and somehow they read the order as no meat. So they put refried beans on the Chalupa in place of the ground beef. Dude, believe me when I tell you, this is one of the best things I've ever eaten at Taco Bell. What? A Chalupa Supreme with refried beans instead of beef. It sounds <laughs> it sounds <laughs> awful, but dude, this thing was off the hook good. <laughs> the best part was she got three of them. Oh, dude. So I traded her what I had gotten for uh-huh. her refried bean chalupas. Dude, you should have seen me. I was like a pig in his slop. Just enjoying every single second of these Chalupa Supremes with refried beans instead of beef. I was so happy. They were so so good. So my question to you is, have you got it since? I have not. 
I have not because I don't know how to order that through the app and have it happen again. I guess I would have to remove the beef and add refried beans, but I think it would be better in person to be like, hey, sub the, the beans for the beef. So I want to go, like if I order it in store, but I never order in store. I always do it on the app. So right. I think my next visit in store, I'm going to get that again. Highly recommended. Chalupa Supreme, hold the beef, put on refried beans. Game changer. Sky 4, episode 367. Anything else? Well, before I get into the usual spiel, I feel that we should let the listeners know at some point here, we're going to have some WrestleMania talk. And not in terms of what's happening on the card, but what's happening as far as Jeff and I descending upon Los Angeles. Yes, we will descend upon Los Angeles for WrestleMania weekend, which means possible meetup? Not possible. Oh, definite. it's going definite meetup. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, what's possible is a combined meetup with the Drunk Wrestling History crew. So we'd have to determine a location, a date, a time, all that good stuff. So we're going to be working that out with the guys at Drunk Wrestling History. Uh, amongst Jeff and I, we'll be working it out. Uh, we don't know if it'll be one location or we'll start somewhere and go somewhere else. It's all kind of fluid right now. So once we have everything locked in, we'll definitely let you guys know. All right. That, I love the sound of that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Meet up at Chica's Tacos and start migrating. <laughs> Fill our bellies and then the drinking. Start doing an Oregon Trail and we'll die of dysentery. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, we'll have more updated hopefully next week regarding the meetup. All right, Scott, for episode 367, anything else? Stay safe, stay healthy, big life since 2016, and happy toy hunting. I want to thank everybody for listening to episode 367, hashtag Fig Life. Adios. Uh, yeah. Fully hosable. Let's go. Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully posable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.